Today's episode is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. To learn more, visit openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. The 10 U.S. cities that have the most overvalued housing markets are... U.S. homeowners have 153,000 of capable home equity, and HUD decries the Supreme Court's ruling on eviction moratoriums. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional. From fatherly.com, a new survey from the Florida Atlantic University and Florida International University identified the 10 cities in the U.S. with the most overvalued housing markets, meaning folks buying a home in that area are pretty much guaranteed to be overpaying, and the market is already red hot. Coming in at number one is Boise, Idaho, that has a whopping 80% higher than where it should be valuation. Next is Austin, Texas, with a 50.72% overvaluation, according to the survey, followed by Ogden, Utah, in the number three spot at 49.7%, Provo, Utah, at 46.16% overvaluation, Detroit, Michigan, at 45.57%, I'm surprised to see them on the list. At number six is Spokane, Washington, at 45% overvaluation. Number seven, Salt Lake City, Utah, at 42% overvaluation. And the number eight spot is Phoenix, Arizona, being overvalued by 42%. Number nine's position is held by Las Vegas, Nevada, being overvalued by 41, nearly 42%. And the number 10 most overvalued city in the United States is Stockton, California, with an overvaluation percentage of 38.5%. Moments before recording today's show, I received a press release from Housing and Urban Development. It's a statement from HUD Secretary Marsha L. Fudge on the eviction moratorium. And folks, this will have an impact on property valuations. It begins with saying, I am deeply disappointed by the Supreme Court's ruling on the CDC's eviction moratorium. With this decision, the court has put millions of Americans at risk of losing their homes, even as the Delta variant heightens their risk of exposure to COVID-19. Many of these Americans are among our most vulnerable, including senior citizens, people with chronic diseases, young children, and families with the lowest incomes. I pledge that the Department of Housing and Urban Development will continue to use every tool at our disposal to protect those people whose health and well-being are now in jeopardy. We join President Biden in calling on the state and local officials to distribute the emergency rental assistance funds provided by our federal government with the utmost urgency. Now, this particular ruling by the Supreme Court looked at the CDC rule that was being relied upon for the initial housing and eviction moratorium. And it's Section 361A of the Public Health Service Act for the authority to promulgate and extend eviction moratoriums. And that provision says the Surgeon General, with the approval of the Secretary of Health and Human Services, is authorized to make and enforce such regulations as in his judgment are necessary to prevent the introduction of transmission or spread of communicable diseases from foreign countries into the states or possessions or from one state possession into another state possession. For the purposes of carrying out and enforcing such regulations, the Surgeon General may provide for such inspection 
fumigation, disinfection, sanitation, pest extermination, destruction of animals or articles found to be so infected or contaminated as to be sources of dangerous infection to human beings. Now, the L.A. Times reports, if a federally imposed eviction moratorium is to continue, it is Congress that must specify and authorize it. The court said this in an unsigned order. Supreme Court ruling, by the way, was 6-3 with the three liberal justices dissenting. The court's decision on eviction should not have an immediate effect in California, however, it reports the L.A. Times, where both the state legislature and the Los Angeles County have adopted eviction moratoriums that extend through September. The court's high ruling is no surprise. In late June, four conservative justices voted to strike down the national eviction moratorium. Justice Brett M. Kavanaugh held the fifth possible vote and said he agreed the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention did not have the legal authority to enforce such a nationwide order. The Heck of World Weekly Podcast is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. To learn more, click on the banner on this page or visit openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. And in our final story for the week, themortgagereports.com reports that U.S. homeowners have 153000 of tappable home equity. Saying thanks to rapidly rising home values, many Americans are now equity rich. In fact, a recent report from the data firm Black Knight found that the average U.S. homeowner has 153000 in tappable home equity, an all-time high. But how do you actually take the equity out of the home, and when is it a good idea to do so? First, they define what is tappable home equity. It's the amount of money you can actually withdraw from your home's value via a cash-out refinance or a second mortgage. Adding your tappable home equity is typically equal to your total amount of equity minus 20% of your home's value. Of course, that is the remaining equity the mortgage lender wants you to leave in your home untouched. That way, if you default on the loan, the lender would be protected financially. We should add that reverse mortgage originators tend to say that we lend on a portion of the home's equity, but it's actually the value what determines available loan proceeds. The percentage of the available loan proceeds as determined by the principal limit factors, which account for the age of the youngest borrower and also the expected interest rate, will certainly represent some of the home's quote-unquote equity, but again, that is never the determining factor in the lending equation. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional. Don't forget, you can also listen and subscribe on iTunes. If you're not at heckamworld.com already, that's where you want to go to find our latest breaking video commentary, analysis, weekly blog articles, and our top 100 Heckam Lenders Report. Thanks again for joining us and have a great week.